time she was just a girl She expected the world But it flew away from her reach Here we go, you guys, and welcome back to yet again another episode of The Motivation Magnet. Today is Thursday, January 14th, and we have on an awesome guest. Straight up awesome. Professional bull rider Sean Willingham, he joins us today, and we talk about all sorts of topics. Uh, bull riding? You guys ever think you could ride a bull? How about you think this? Eight seconds? You think eight seconds is a long time? Try being on a freaking bull. Let's dive into it. Sean Willingham, let's go. Here we go, you guys. Today we welcome on a very special guest, one I'm looking forward for you guys to hear from, Sean Willingham. He is a professional bull rider, and I'm jealous. I've always wanted to ride a bull. My mom always said when I was young, like, I said I want to be a bull rider. She's like, no, you can't do it. But now I think I think I could do it. But tell me, Sean, thanks for coming on. How are you today? I'm doing great. And, yes, you're absolutely right. You can definitely do it. I mean, it. <laughs> what age did you start bull riding? Uh, I started when I was 15. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, there's a lot of kids that start when they're, you know, eight, nine-year-old. And, you know, they can get on little little cows and are like calves, and then they go up to steers to, and then to move up to bulls when you get older. But right. for me, I only got on a couple of steers in junior rodeo, and then, you know, it was over. And then I started getting on bulls, you know, right after that. So pretty much for me, it was pretty straight, just straight to getting on the, the real thing. I love that. So go ahead and tell me your story, right? How did you decide that this is what you wanted to do? I'm going to make this my career, all that stuff. Oh, man, I – I had no clue I w- wanted to be a bull rider. I always had a dream of playing uh, basketball in the NBA. All right. That was my that was my lifetime dream job as a kid was to play basketball. And so, you know, I played sports all growing up, and I was very competitive. And then I got introduced to, uh, you know, the bull riding world, struck my eye, and I was like, shoot, I want to try it. You know, eight seconds, I can – it don't seem that bad. I can right. <laughs> a young kid and, and thought I could accomplish anything at the time. And, you know, and so finally uh, my, my parents let me go get on a bull and me and four or five of my buddies went and we all got on and on the way home, my dad was like, all right, all right, guys, what do y'all think about it? Uh, did you like it? Do you want to go back and do more? And I was the only one out of five of us that said, I wanted to go back and do it again. <laughs> and, and, and the reason for me, I think was, uh, because I, I didn't ride for eight seconds. I mean, I didn't come close to riding the bull for eight seconds. But right. The, I think the competitive side in me started to come out. You know, I wasn't going to give up until I rode one for the full time for the full eight seconds. And then, you know, it took me quite some time to figure out how to ride one for eight seconds. And, you know, in the meantime, I fell in love with the sport and, and what it had to offer me, uh, you know, in the challenge. It was always – it would throw something different at you every day. Right. No. You know, I rode bulls for 24 years straight, you know, every, pretty much every weekend. If I wasn't hurt, I was going and I was riding bulls in competition at the highest level that you can possibly be at, which is in the PBR. That's unreal to me. So when you get hurt, how often, like, were you getting injured to the point where, like, you can't ride a bull for this week or this month? Oh, well, man, I made, I made it a long time without having to miss an event. Right. I've a uh, 10 years on a 10 year span without ever missing one of our major events in the PBR our televised series. That's awesome. There's like 231 consecutive major events. So I, and I know I was hurt. It must've just happened at right times where there wasn't a big event going on. Right. And I'm the hill or, and you know, I do remember there was a few times I just had to tough out some of those injuries and just ride through it as well. And 
you know, in our sport, we didn't, we don't get, we're not guaranteed any money unless you go and you play. Right. So if I wasn't showing up, I had, you know, I was missing out on opportunities to, uh, to make some money and provide for my family. Right. That's I, I like that. So walk me through a little bit of the training aspect behind professional bull riding. Like what are like you working out? Are you riding like a bull all the time? Like is there a machine you're riding? Like walk me through that. No, I never did uh, the bucket machines. I have a stationary barrel. That's okay. fine. And I would just work, you know, do drills on it, uh, ground drills. But, you know, when I was younger, I got on a lot of bulls during the week. I mean, I w- wasn't scared to get on 10 bulls a week just to figure out how, you know, just to get that consistency. It's like any other sport you play. If you right. if you don't practice the, the week leading up to it, you're probably going to be terrible that weekend at your game. Right. So it's same in bull riding, even though our sport is very dangerous and you and you're you have that chance of getting hurt, injured, or you know, possibly killed just from practicing is the fear of, of guys that actually would go out there and get on the real bull. And I always thought that was the best way to figure it out to go get on the real thing because there's nothing that you can compare to in a mechanical bull that compares to a live animal, you know, that wants you off his back and then again it wants to chase you down and, and take advantage of you afterwards. <laughs> So. Right. I rode a mechanical ball one time and I thought it was awesome. I don't think it could be anywhere near what a 2000 pound bull kicking you around for eight seconds. And you're right. Eight seconds doesn't seem like, like you can hold on for eight seconds. It, it, it is. It feels like a lifetime some days. And then other days when you're, you know, you're in complete control and, and you're dominating the bull, it can be like, it's, you know, it can go as fast as eight seconds. Like everybody in America is used to, you know, you count eight, that's eight seconds. Right. So when you're on a bull, it seems like you're on there for all day. You're like, man, I feel like I've been on here forever. And then I'm just overexerted. I've used all my energy in this eight second ride. Now I'm wore out. I'm ready for a nap. That's crazy. But- I think that's so cool though. Like watching PBR and TV, I've never actually been like, I'm from Michigan. So there was like not a ton of events here. I've never been to one in person, but I want to go so bad when this like quarantine, all this shit's done. Right. Yeah. I'm so it, excited. You should definitely go check them out. It, 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 you get the better feel for it when you're at the live events. Uh, you can actually feel the adrenaline. You can feel the power from the bulls, you know, the closer you get. And it's pretty amazing. Those animals, the bulls, man, they are very athletic and, yeah. you know, and they come in and they're ready to perform and, and do their job. I mean, there's two athletes in our sport. One's us and others, the bull. And, I tell you one thing, them bulls get treated better than we treat ourselves. That's for sure. <laughs> I love so, that. So walk but, me through or tell me about like your favorite event. Like, was it back in 2006 when you came in fourth place, like in the world or well, what was your, is that like your least favorite event that coming in fourth place? <laughs> That's my least favorite. Cause right. I, I, I had one, I had an opportunity to ride my last bull there at the world finals to win the world, to be the world champion. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I come down a little short on the very last bull of the year. So you go all year long and you get on all these bulls and that's what you're shooting for to be the world champion. And, you know, it come down for me, you know, I had a couple of chances to win the world title and it come down to the last bull and, of the season. And I just wasn't able to capitalize. So, and one, and one hand, you know, it was, it was a great feel to be in that position and be in the running with all the great other great bull riders in the world and, and, and put myself in a position for an opportunity at a world title. But on the other hand, I'm like, man, it was the worst event ever because I didn't capitalize and I didn't right. fall with the coming out with the the most prestigious, you know, award you could possibly have, which is being a world champion. So uh, I'm gonna have to say one of my favorites has been uh, New York. When we first went to New York, we rode at the Madison Square Garden. Okay, we did 
We did live TV reel on the streets of New York City for a 5.30 a.m. morning news show. So there was five of us guys there, and we was just getting on for the news. Now, it wasn't for competition or nothing. It was two degrees outside, maybe two below. It was freezing cold. And we set up a little a little two buck and shoots on the streets in New York City. Like, I mean, people walking to work, and it's packed in New York. Right. So they walk in mind, they see this pen set up with bulls and a bunch of cowboys and news. And so next thing you know, we got a couple, you know, 1,000, 1,500 fans there sitting there watching to see what we're about to do. And and so the morning news started, and then, we, you know, we did some interviews. And then we're like, all right, we're going to take you in the arena. Now we're going to show you what we do and what you can expect this weekend at the Madison Square Garden, just to give them a little taste of it. Right. And it was super cold and early in the morning. And, and we all, you know, I got on first, I think. And then the news people come back and they said, all right, we got what we wanted. And I'm all like, well, don't tell the other guys because we're all out here in this together and they're getting on as well because I don't want to be the only one getting on in this cold weather. <laughs> so don't tell them that the news is over, you know, to give them. Right. Then, so guys after it was over like hey you really didn't even have to get on and you know of course it was but what the heck you know why why'd you make us do that i'm like i didn't want to be the only one to have that privilege so it's pretty cool to be able to ride on the streets of new york city and that's awesome me on a bucking bull and in the background you have the empire state building i mean to think that you ever would be like coming from georgia to be like i'm gonna go ride a bull in (laughs) new york city do you ever think that was a thing weather (laughs) that's crazy i mean it's got to be Doing anything in the cold, I feel like it's harder. But to get on a bowl, like it's freezing cold, you got to be like oh. limber, loose. You're all tight and oh. And I, you know, I was Crazy. of course I was covered up, so I felt like I had a lot of cushion for padding if I did get bucked off and hit hard. You know, I felt like I was layered up enough to take the blow. But did they have it, anything underneath you? Like if you fell, or are you just going on the concrete? Well, it's dirt. We brought it's dirt under, in. Okay. I'd be like, uh, holy shit! I don't know if I'd ride a bowl on concrete. I don't know if I could get on a bowl. Period. Like on concrete is another thing. But they, they do like their dirt very hard at our arenas inside, so it feels like you land on concrete at most of them. Just for the bull safety, you know, you don't want it too loose because that, that takes right. away from the bull and, and they can slip, fall, and break a leg and do something crazy. So they want it pretty solid, and uh, everywhere you go, every state's different dirt, and, you know, so you got a different atmosphere. We went to Chicago a few times, and it's more like a sandy pea gravel there, and so when the bulls are bucking and kicking, it gets in their hooves, and, you know, next thing you know, you got sand in your eyeball, and you're like, "Man, that sucks." You know, right. so everywhere you go, it was always something different and a different ground. And some places I really enjoyed, and other places like, "Man, I don't really want to ride there again." Dirt is super hard out there, so try to land on your feet. <laughs> That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about like the sport of professional bull riding. Where do you think it's heading in the future? Do you think it's going to continue to grow, or what do you think is going to happen with it? I tell you one thing. I've I've been around the sport of the PBR for uh, 21 years. I've been I was riding with the PBR, and I've seen it go from to where it started, pretty much to uh, to where it is now. And man, it, we have grown tremendously since I have first been there. You know, 20 something years ago, and then to see move on to the future. I, I I mean, our ratings since this coronavirus and the COVID and all this. We was the first sport back on live TV without fans, of course, obviously. Right. But we was back on TV. We are the we grew eight percent in viewers. Wow! Over anybody else in any other sport, we're we're above. We're up eight percent. Everybody else kind of went down. We grew a little bit, just because I think you know people they really enjoyed what we watching bull riding. I mean, 
at that point in time, some everybody was kind of reaching out for something to watch. All sports got shut Seriously. off. Seriously. And everybody's a sports fan. And, you know, and to be in as a bull rider and to be able to bring our sport back just for TV was pretty incredible. And I think that's why our ratings went up. And, and I, I think I, I'm truly believe in the PBR is going to grow and be, you know, keep continuing to grow in the future and uh, be a well-known sport. And, and eventually we hope we, we reach the media eye, like on the ESPN world and all that to where we can, you know, have some of those highlights and, you know, for, for the weekend and be in the top 10 and, and hopefully we'll get there eventually and, and people can really understand, hey, this ain't just a bunch of dumb, crazy rednecks trying to ride a boat. <laughs> this actually takes talent and actually you have to be a very good athlete. Hell yeah. To ride a bull for eight seconds. I mean, we've had the top athletes in the world, supposed to be at the time, you know, in their prime, uh, Ocho Cinco, the receiver there. Yep. He come and got on a bull at one of our events in Atlanta and he rode the bull 0.8 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> If you know the difference on taking a, a well-known athlete that's supposed to be good right. at one every, of the best athletes ever, yeah, every, and then he comes over to our world and he can't ride one point eight seconds, and that kind of made it surreal for him as well. And he he gave us great feedback and you know and promoted the heck out of it. like man, these guys are the real deal. They're real athletes. They're just not some hard-headed and stubborn, uh, hard-headed stubborn rednecks out there trying to ride bulls. Right. That's awesome. So I work a little bit like at Michigan International Speedway. So we do NASCAR, right? Yeah. Is it kind of the same way for you where you're like, you got your bus, like you just travel around with like the tour basically, like, and you're going around the country and going to different places? Yeah, we have, we have, we have different levels of our sport. It's kind of like the minor leagues and major leagues. Right. Our minor league tour, you know, it goes and it goes everywhere. We go to, and then our major league tour goes to 28 cities a year. So it's just like NASCAR. We travel around to these different towns and we're, you know, they, we showcase the top 35 guys in the world at our major tour. Right. And the minor league tour is anywhere from 35th down to a thousand. However many people has bought a car or permit for that season, trying to work their way up into top 35. And it, it's all based on points and obviously uh, your performance. So if you don't ride, you don't get any points. The, the more bulls you ride, the more points you get. And that's what keeps you in the top 35 to be able to go to those televised events, which is our major tour. Right. That's awesome. Do you think though, like when you're, if you were to go, were you riding? Cause you retired last year, right? I just retired at the finals in Arlington, November. Yes. So you didn't, you like, you didn't go into like when you weren't riding a bull in front of nobody, right? You had a group, you were riding in front of thousands of people. Thousands of people. I mean, we have we sold out crowds every, every city we go to there, there was sold out. So, I mean, it's just like NASCAR. They, you know, there's huge crowds at those NASCAR races. And for us, you know, we're in, we're in a building, so we're going to get anywhere from 10,000 to 20,000 people. Right. And a hundred thousands of people going to them races, which is, but yeah, every weekend, I mean, we're on, we're on national television and, and uh, we have sold out crowds and, and these big time venues, like, you know, Madison square garden. I mean, we rode it to Staples center in LA and that's you know, so just, cool. Just to name a couple of small ones. I mean, Bull riding has took me so many places. I've rode bulls in Hawaii. I rode bulls in Alaska, Australia. I've been to Brazil to ride bulls. I mean, it was That's something awesome. I, as a kid, I never thought being a bull rider would, would take me as far as it did and present the opportunities that I was, you know, presented with and been able to follow up and actually go to these different countries to showcase my ability and what I did for a living. It was pretty incredible. That's so much fun. So what would you say the scariest bull you ever ridden? Like if you're like, that bull, I don't want to ride that guy. I got one that sticks out a lot. His name was Reindeer Dippin'. 
Reindeer. He, I love that name. <laughs> and so he, he's the father to uh, the three-time bucking bull of the year, Bushwhacker. Okay. Well, it's probably hard to Bushwhacker by now. He was he's legendary bull. Anyways, yep. Randy Dippin was his father. And then so every time he showed up, it seemed like I had him every weekend and nobody wanted to get on him. He was little bull. He was mean as – I mean, he was way mean. He was like, mean. <laughs> I love that. I gotta have my. I have gotta have all my ducks in a row for this one, or something could go bad, and it could get bad really quick. And so, and it seemed like I had him. You know, I'm, I think I got on that bull seven, eight times, like within three months, and never did make an eight second ride on him. He was just unpredictable and and kind of scary and a little bit of everywhere. <laughs> how do they decide? Like who? How do they decide who's gonna ride which bull? It's it's a random draw. Okay, that's so what they, I thought. They they get the the livestock director gets the bulls put in for the weekend and then they have the riders and of course they hit, you know, submit and then it just spits them out randomly draw. And then, so as the weekend goes, you ride your bulls. And so our championship round is on the last day, the top 15 guys out of the weekend on two head or three head, however many bulls we've been on, get on a championship round bull. And so once you get to that championship round bull, considering how you come back, you know, if you come back number one, you get a chance to pick out of all 15 bulls in there. So you're going to pick the better one that's going to fit you. And then if you come back 15th, you get stuck with the one that nobody else wants, and that's where that reindeer dipping would have fell in probably. But back then it was all random draw. Now they give us an opportunity. And to kind of reward the guys that, you know, perform well over the weekend and give them a chance to pick their poison in the championship round because that is the best of the best when you get to that round. They save those bulls for that short round only. Like you won't see them the whole weekend until that, until that round comes up. That's awesome. I love that name, reindeer dipping. I think that's yeah. sweet. That's an awesome name. So let's shift a little bit to right now. You know, we've got quarantine, Corona, everything going on. What are you doing to keep yourself motivated just to keep getting better? You know, what are you doing? You staying in shape, working. What are you doing to keep yourself motivated? Shoot, I'm living a retired life. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that too. Enjoy it. I've had to work my butt off for 20-something years now every every day in the gym, beating it down to stay in shape. Right. Uh, So now, guess what? I thought I was going to retire and enjoy it. I'm still going to the gym every day, still working out. It's just something, you know, I've been doing it so long. It's, I feel like if I don't go, I feel those old injuries start catching up to me and I start to hurt. So I I don't ever want to get there. So I just keep going and, and try to stay in shape and, and move on with my life. But it's been going great. I I enjoy it. I come out, I have a product out now that I've been going, I transferred from bull ridings to now to where I go to barrel racing shows and everybody's like running barrel horses. Now that's kind of a, total change and right i'm not actually running the horses I, I just have a product out that we that we sell to the horses and buck and bulls and uh as well to keep them you know inflammation out and all kinds of good stuff and it's been going great we're just going to shows and and talking about my product and and seeing the changes it does for our for our other athletes and other ends you know on the horse world and the buck and bull world that's awesome i love that so you're enjoying retired life is what you're saying yeah somewhat i mean i still miss bull riding for sure right. and i'm always and especially you know i'm just fresh retired so i mean it ain't all the way out of my system yet that right. i don't think it really sunk in it probably will start this weekend i'm going to my first bull riding event uh this weekend and i'm not entered which is way weird, weird for me because i've never been in that position at event that i wasn't entered at you know the only reason i was there if i wasn't entered i was probably because i was injured right but time i have no excuse i'm not injured i'm just retired and I'm going to show up anyway. So it might, it might hit in this weekend and be a little different, but you know, in the long run, I'm able to compete and do what I did for so long and able to walk away and still pretty yeah. good health. 
you know, that's pretty incredible. And that's a blessing. I'm a, Absolutely. I mean, it'll be on. nice though, going, you're not going to get bucked off a bull. You can that's watch right. other people. I get home. I'm not going to be sore. Have to wait two or three days before I can do something. <laughs> right. right. That's awesome. All right. So a little bit off topic. We have a bunch of like country music singers and a bunch of people that come on the show. I love asking people what kind of music you listening to lately. Like what's your jam? Oh man. I listened to a lot of, uh, hip hop music for me. Uh, I yes. mean, I, I like too now, but I'm more of an old school kind of country guy. Uh, so Chris Stapleton now, I listen to a lot of Ryan Bingham. Yep. As well. I mean, me and Ryan Bingham went to college, you know, it's the same region as I did. So we kind of grew up together. And so I listen to that, that type of country music. And then, uh, when I go to the gym, I'm listening to, uh, hip hop. I mean, you know, I'm even break it back to old school to the nineties hip hop too. And nice go rock out some Snoop Dogg and all that good stuff. But uh, there's a couple of the new new guys that I, I do enjoy listening to when I work out, but uh, I kind of stick with the old, old school rap, rap for me. Old school rap, old school country. I love that. All right, final question. If you had one piece of advice that you could give the people listening to, what would it be? Whether that uh, be about if you're anybody who's going to be a bull rider, they want to listen to this, or just life itself. I mean, the only advice I try to tell people from a day-to-day basis, I mean, wake up and believe in yourself because it's, if you don't believe in yourself, you're never going to achieve what your, your goal is. You got to right. start with believing in yourself, believing in the work ethic that you have put in to do whatever you're doing in life. No matter if it's going to work every day, if you're going to teach every day, you're a school teacher, you still have to believe in your work and trust your training to be able to perform and be content with it. I love that. That's great advice. Sean, I can't thank you enough for coming on this, man. This was tons of fun. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this thanks. was awesome. Sure. Huge shout out to Sean for coming on the show. Uh, how awesome is that? I think the coolest part was him riding bulls in downtown New York City. I mean, think about that. I mean, riding a bull would be one thing, but did you ever think you'd be riding a bull with the Empire State Building in your background? I mean, that's nuts. But again, huge shout out to Sean for coming on the show. Uh, what's up? What's up? What are we going to do today? What are we going to do? It's a quick episode. I'm in class again, guys. One more semester and I'm done and then I can do more of this shit. But otherwise, it's going to be a little slow. It's going to be a little quiet today. Uh, I have homework to do. Damn homework. I know. Sucks. Let's do the five daily reminders and then let's talk song of the day. Number one, you are amazing. Yes, I know I said I'm working on five new daily reminders. Back off. Give me a second. Give me some room to breathe. I'll bring them out. Number two, you can achieve anything. Three, positivity is a choice. Make the right choice. Four, your limitations are only in your imagination. Don't set them on yourself. They're not real. Five, don't settle, period. Self-confidence, self-worth. That's what we're working on, right? So those are five-day reminders. I will, I will, I will, I will get new ones up, okay? But they got to be good. They got to be really good. I'm really looking forward to new ones. So I got to plan. I got to think. I got to meditate. Be like Gandhi. See me praying, meditating, getting everything I need to know. Getting everything I need to know. But that's the five-day reminders. We're working on new ones. We're working on a bunch of stuff here at the Motivation Magnet. But let's talk song of the day. Holy shit. Did I tell you guys? I told you. Morgan Wallen's album was going to be unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's hard to pick, like, I swear every single day I have, like, a new favorite song, but I'm going to give you guys my favorite right now, and I don't know if it'll be everybody's favorite, but I'm the country music king. I know my music. I know country music. Neon Eyes, Morgan Wall, and that's the song of the day. I tried to steal it, put it on here. Uh, 
I couldn't. I don't know why. What are you going to do? Sue me. I honestly don't want to get sued, so don't sue me. But I think a cease and desist letter from Morgan Wallen would be dope. Hopefully I don't get it. Hopefully I do get it. Who knows? But yeah, Morgan Wallen, Neon Eyes, give it a listen. Uh, If you haven't followed the Instagram, follow the Instagram, okay? Follow the Instagram. We're going to tag everything, all the people that are on the show. Uh, We got motivational quotes going up every day. Uh, Just some good stuff, right? Some good, happy thoughts. That's what we need in this world. More positivity, right? So that's what we got, y'all. That's what we got. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? You guys got to let me know. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know who you want on the show. DM me. Reach out to me. Call me. Okay? That's what we're going to do. Whoever you guys want, I will fight for. I will try. I literally get my Instagram shut down every other day for me DMing so many celebrities to come on the show. But it's what I do for you guys. I love you. So remember, Neon Ice. Morgan Wong, give it a listen. But we're here. We're ready to go. I hope you all, if you're in school, you're doing well. If you're in work, you're having fun. Uh, If you're living it up, you're living life. You don't know what you're doing. You're traveling the world. You're just chilling. You're enjoying it. All right? You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. Cheers.
mami, la 